Welcome to the Small Staff Big Impact Podcast, sponsored by FusionSpan. This week, we sat down with Terry Carden to talk about Review My AMS and how associations are taking advantage of their association management system. Hi, Terry. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Thanks so much for having me today, Justin. No problem. Uh, why don't you start off, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where, what got you into um, associations uh, and association management in general? Sure. Yeah, happy to. Um, I am Terry Carden. I am creator of ReviewMyAMS.com, which is a site that is um, created for um, associations to give reviews of their AMS. And once they give a review, then they get to read all the reviews. Um, to date, there are about 420 plus published reviews there. But to answer your question a little more directly, my um, time, most of my career has been spent um, in association work. I started at uh, the Florida Society of Association Executives as their marketing and technology director, and then um, spent some time at the Association for Retail Environments, which is a trade association. So. My nature is actually to be in the association industry. However, I've, um, I did some research and I thought there was a need in the market for Review My AMS, so here I am. Yeah, no, I definitely uh, appreciate the service. I think you know, it's, a great, it's a great site and anyone who hasn't checked it out should definitely go out and take a look. Uh, for people who are, who are just finding out about, just trying to figure out the technology world um, within associations, what, you know, could you talk a little bit more about why there's even a need for an association management system, uh, an AMS? Yeah, sure. So um, the purchase of an AMS or the partnership or the relationship that's established between an AMS and association, I think is probably one of the most significant decisions um, that any association has to make. And it's because the AMS, which is the Association Management System, for those that don't know, um, is the single source of, uh, of information on all of the members. So this management system basically holds all of the data in regards to the members. So basically what it comes down to is if you don't have this data on your members, you don't have an association. So this relationship is really, really important. Um, I put it up there with hiring the leadership of the organization. Um, and AMSs are really important. They can do a gamut of things. Um, they can do anything from um, just basic member pro, you know, holding basic member profile information all the way up to organizing events, um, you know, and holding the information that's related to those, capturing engagement scoring on your members, and there's just a, a whole world and, and multiple levels of what is involved with the association management system, but no doubt um, they are important to associations. Great. So, I mean, there are other tools out there, right? So the, you, the, the, you know, you could just go with a, a basic customer relationship management, CRM. Uh, when do you think an AMS is the right choice for an association over any of those other tools that may be present in the market? Yeah, sure. There, there are lots of options out there. Um, the biggest difference between an AMS and um, some of the other options out there is we start talking about associations in particular. We're talking about for-profits versus non-profits. Um, yes, um, there, there's a school of thought 
that we should be treating our members like they're our prospects and our clients. However, there are so many nuances that go on um, with that relationship that are just a lot different than what you might see in the for-profit sales cycle. So um, these customer relationship systems are not necessarily um, built with associations and memberships in mind. Um, they don't have a lot of the features, um, or some of them, some people are building on top of these CRMs now and building some of the features that associations would want to see in an AMS. Um, things like um, dues controls, um, you know, proper um, product carts um, for products and services that are provided to associations. Um, other um, elements that are really important to associations like event management and things like that that you can't find in some of those other systems. Um, so AMSs are basically um, association related. They're built around associations with associations in mind and some of those other systems don't necessarily have um, the association in mind. Okay. For a small it's a, sorry, it doesn't mean that it couldn't work for an association, though. I've seen some very successful stories around um, associations using CRM to build their member database and, and things like that, build their memberships and um, have it be the, the portal if, or the mothership, if you will, of the, of the information on, on members. That makes sense. I mean, obviously, you've got to be a little more strategic if you're approaching it with the CRM versus the AMS, but... Um, it's interesting that people are able to go both ways. Uh, is there, with a small staff, if I'm looking at an AMS tool, uh, is there anything, uh, you know, do you, you know, because some of the tools out there are built for very large organizations, is there anything that a small staff should be thinking about differently? Uh, does an AMS still kind of, I mean, do you, do you find that small staff associations can still take advantage of all the, the features and benefits that come with an AMS? Well, um, that's a tricky question. <laughs> um, and, and I hate to say it, but a lot of times it just depends on the budget. I mean, you know, we, we have come into a time in our, um, you know, with our organizations that we have got to have a technology budget that can support our missions and our initiatives. And if the board and the organization has not set aside or, um, you know, has allocated certain, a certain number, you know, a percentage of those resources and the budget to have a robust AMS to be able to deliver on some of these missions and initiatives, then no, you know, the answer is no, they can't have the same. However, if they have, um, a, you know, a solid budget, they can um, look at the marketplace and there's plenty out there that um, is catering to small staffs. Um, they might have trimmed down um, some of the resources or some of the features that are available. Um, and some of them even have a la carte options. So then you would be able to pick and choose what features you wanted. And basically it would add up to what you know your your whatever budget it was that you would be able to fall into so there are still lots of options in the marketplace even for a, an organization that has a small budget that's great all right uh 
what about for organizations that end up unhappy with their AMS? I feel like there's, <laughs> there is a percentage. Uh, I think you even did some research on uh, where people are, how they're feeling. Uh, right. What do you believe is the most common cause of those, of that unhappiness in the long run? Yeah, great question. Um, you know, sometimes it's rephrased to me. Um, you know, they'll say, what is the best AMS or what is the worst AMS? And I'll say, okay, why don't we flip this? What are the trends that we're seeing? You know, and of course it correlates to satisfaction. Um, and here, here's what, here's kind of my, my canned response for that is that, um, as you know, as you saw the research, um, the perception is a little off. Um, more than six or about 60% of reviewers from the site would actually recommend their AMS. Um, I'm <clears throat> reworking some of those numbers. Um, I'm, I'm redoing um, those numbers with my analytics team so that it's a little more accurate. I think the last time I did it was about six months ago. So stay tuned for that. We'll see what the, what the new um, data shows. Um, but really what I'm finding is this, um, this, uh, dichotomy between the amount of time that a reviewer has been on the system with how satisfied they are. And I think this really is evol like evolves around the training and the amount of, um, time that a reviewer has spent in the system and knows it you know i think once you give your system a chance one two three you know years then you are a lot more satisfied you have you know know the working relationship with the with the ams you know the workarounds because there are going to be some no doubt <laughs> you know you know how the system work, works best for you but really where I'm, I'm, I'm seeing people most unsatisfied with their systems is when they don't have training or they haven't been on the system for very long. So I'm hoping what my analytics team will be able to show me in the near future is the satisfaction level with the amount of time that they've been on the system. Additionally, um, I think that people just want a specific thing to happen for them in the system. Let's just say it's, I actually have a really great example of this. Um, reporting. Reports are um, number one dissatisfaction pain point. Um, they're, they're up there at least at the very top. Customer service and reporting are the two you know, biggest sore spots. And um, what, I saw, what I saw one time was really interesting. Um, this um, medical society on XYZ AMS gave a review and the review was they were they were really upset. They were the reporting was terrible. They couldn't believe, you know, this the system was they were ready to switch, you know. And it was all a lot of it all came down to reporting. And then there was another medical society that was parallel in um the with the way that they were modeled. They were both individuals, you know, organizations, membership organizations sitting with around the same budget, both in the medical, you know, vertical. And I'm like, okay, well, what's, and, and they brought their review in and their review was that they were satisfied. They thought the reporting elements were great. And I, this came in and I'm like, I don't understand how is there, how can one organization be so upset and the other one be so happy and they're so closely, they're so similar. So I actually 
called him up and I said, you know, tell me a little bit more about your system. You're about to move. And these other guys are like completely happy with it. And it's all around the same idea. It's all around this reporting functionality. And the one organization told me that they spent a mere $5,000 and they had, they hired a third party, um, tech company to come in and build a small customization to help them with their reporting and build that on top of the AMS. And I said, yeah, it was a horrible experience doing working with the reporting element there in um, AMS, but for $5,000, you know, we, it's completely, now the rest of the system is completely fine for us. So I called that other medical society up and I said, Hey guys, you know, do you know that <laughs> you can get this completely fixed for $5,000? Can you imagine what it would have cost to switch? I mean, way more than $5,000 um, just in staff time to find AMSs that would be a good fit anyway. Um, so it, it's just really interesting how easily people get upset with their systems. And I think that they, you know, should give them a chance. But, um, anyway, that, I think that, you know, around training and around just kind of stepping back from the system, you know, or not stepping back from the system and getting kind of that 30,000 foot view of what it is that you know, you're doing and what you're expecting the system to do is where I think the, the biggest sore, sore spots are. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think that's great. Great advice and great information. Cause I think a lot of times people expect as soon as they go live, everything is just going to work a hundred percent. And it's, <laughs> you know, it's really a learning, you know, even you do all the implementation work, you go live and then I mean, it's an ongoing learning process. Your, your staff is going to find new ways to use it. Uh, everyone's going to get a little more into it, and um, you know, there's a change management process as well. So I think um, that's you know. So I think that leads well into a, a follow-up question. You know, what steps would you recommend if someone is dissatisfied? What are what resources are available for people to try and uh, assess their current AMS? See if it you know if their dissatisfaction is uh, an internal problem, a a problem that could be fixed by bringing in a consulting group or someone. Uh, um, a third-party vendor to uh, provide integration, or if they actually really, maybe it is time, they've outgrown their AMS, uh, and it is time to maybe start looking for a new system. Well, I'll start with one of my favorite sayings. And I, this is my, my saying, I came up with this. Find, finding the perfect AMS is like finding the perfect husband or wife. They just don't exist. <laughs> so don't expect perfection. Um, and you know, my, when people call me or contact me and say they're, I'm ready to throw the talent on these guys, they, they're terrible. I start asking a little bit, a little bit more questions. And I ultimately what it comes down to is, is your AMS providing at least 80% of what you expect it to? Okay. And if you can answer yes, then you're doing better than most and you should not switch. But what that requires is for you to sit down and figure out what your real, what your needs are. You know, you should have done that before you selected a vendor to begin with, but a lot you'd be surprised how many organizations have not done that. You have to sit down, map out with each of the departments that have their hands in the, 
in, in the system, map out exactly what it is, <clears throat> not exactly, but map out what it is, the features that, that need to be in the system. Have deal breakers, um, you know, that you absolutely have to find in the system. And then if the system is, is weak in some of those areas, then maybe there's a middleware out there that can assist you that has a core competency of what it is that you're looking for. For example, um, if you have expected your AMS to be an email marketing system and you're, and you've seen that, oh yeah, we'll push out emails and it will do some automation for you in terms of dues and things like that, but it's not giving you all the analytics you want. Well, surprise, an AMS is for your data. It's not for email marketing. Find an email marketing a software that, that can play nicely with your AMS and build that out. The email marketing um, company has, has you know, spent years um, with email marketing being its core competency. AMS doesn't have email marketing as its core competency. So um, my number one um, suggestion is don't switch. However, <laughs> to get to the, to the nitty gritty and to answer your question a little more directly, when you need to switch, um, I say is when you're, the customer care department or customer support is not being responsive. When you just can't get anywhere with some of the things that you've tried to move on is the time to leave. Um, or if you are not, don't have at least 80% of those features that you need in your system available to you. Um, so if you need to switch, here's what you can do. You can um, do either like the, the huge concierge, um, you know, suite of services through a consultant, you know, in the space, they can do everything from A to Z for you. Like they'll come in to your office and they'll sit down with you and they'll requirement build and discover and, you know, even um, tie some of these, um, you know, requirements to the initiatives, the strategic plan of the organization. They can do all kinds of things all the way up to implementation with you. Um, they can do, um, as you know, you get like they'll assist with any kind of like customizations um, or build outs that are needed. They will see you through training and then they will handhold all the way through um, data cleaning and and, um, you know, then keeping the data holy, as you, if you will. Um, and, you know, and then there are consultants that will can do just pieces of that. Um, so maybe they do it by the product. Maybe they just will help you with vendor selection. Um, there are a lot of consultants in the space. I just recommend that you do your homework. Um, go to resources such as ASAE or on my Review My AMS um, website, there's an experts page. Go there and look and see. I've vetted every single one of those consultants that are there um, to make sure that they know about association management. Um, talk to your colleagues at, you know, an allied society, a state society, um, meeting or event that you're at um, go to these AMS's websites a lot of AMS's are producing some really cool content um, that you know has valuable information for you to get you through from A to Z um, 
let's see what what other resources are are available to association execs i mean really um well i didn't terry you've got uh, uh we've got to mention you've got an event coming up i think you should probably throw out there for people looking for <laughs> uh for an ams i think it's it, um i don't want to steal your thunder so i'll let you take it away Oh, well, thanks for asking. <laughs> um, yeah, so if you're looking to um, change your AMS or get acquire an AMS in the next um, two years, 18 months to 24 months, or you're just looking to do something really cool with your data, um, AMS Fest is September 17th um, in Crystal City, which is um, little burbs of, of D.C., and um, it's this, the seats are filling very quickly. Um, maybe even by the time this podcast goes live, Justin, we'll be sold out. I don't know. <laughs> um, but it is going to be just, a, it's going to be an intimate atmosphere with only about 125 association professionals that are just ready to get down to the nitty gritty on AMS. We're going to talk about the stuff that people don't want to talk about. We're going to talk about the cool things that are happening in the marketplace right now. So be there. Great. Wonderful. Well, I, um, I, I really appreciate you taking the time today, Terry. I feel like I got a lot of great information. And um, I imagine we'll have to have you back on sometime in the future. Okay. Well, thanks for uh, letting me be a part of your podcast. And go Fusion Span. Thanks again to Terry for joining us on today's podcast. For more information, make sure to check out her organization's website, reviewmyams.com. You can also find Terry on Twitter, at Terry Tally, for her great takes on ongoing items. Make sure to follow her there. For more great content, make sure to take, check out the microstaff.org blog. Uh, and until next time, well, this has been the Small Staff Big Impact Podcast. Thank you.